welcome to a very, very special episode of Killing Time, hosted by two girls. Two parentals. Two <laughs> Two Vanix. Two Vanix. <laughs> two very... Three Vanix old people. No. Uh, <laughs> so we're sitting here in our new office with my parents, May. Hello. Yes. Say hello. Hello, honey. And my dad, Bill. Hey, what's up there? There you go, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> this is, Mom, this is your second podcast that you've done. You yes. did one episode of Lady Gang years, of go- many, years ago. Many, many years ago. And it was so cute. Oh, and you, this, this is Dad's first podcast. Yeah, apparently I didn't count before. <laughs> but my dad has been like kind of podcasting for his work. He's been doing like video conference oh kind gosh, of things Bill. with a microphone and all it's, that kind of like stuff. It's like the Vanek tradition, I guess, now. Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> He's learning to be like, you know, natural on a microphone. Honestly, you seem like a natural. No, <laughs> like, I don't have been a great like host because yeah. he has a he's, deep voice and he's a very eloquent yes, speaker. Yes, and totally. charismatic dad and pretty handsome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, no, he has the vibe where, you know, I talk fast because I'm not thoughtful about what I say. Yeah, he is deliberate about what he says. Bill is deliberate if nothing else right bill <laughs> absolutely <laughs> my dad actually dad you were a dj in college so like he could have this true yeah absolutely Whoa. Yeah, yeah. No, i was a dj yeah tell us about your dj experience well when i was in college i was on the uh, world-renowned uh, alfred uh, <laughs> fm station <laughs> that had a listening audience of about three and a half people so. honestly yeah. that's not bad and he was uh he was spinning like led zeppelin before they were big right yeah, well, I actually discovered the. There's a band you may have heard of called Queen. Sure, uh, I sure, actually sure. discovered them before they became big. So. Look at you! Oh, it was Queen that you were spinning before they were big. Yep. Absolutely. Well, I've seen the record <laughs> collection that you passed. Well, you're still here, but you've lent that Jack has in her possession. <laughs> I didn't want to see bequeathed because here you are, you know. Yeah, he has. <laughs> my dad has like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of amazing records from back in the day that I have acquired and haven't played in a very long time. <laughs> My record player broke. I no, my ex-boyfriend took it back for me. He had, <laughs> it was his. And I like how you just completely lied. <laughs> I thought it broke because I was like, where is it? And then I was like, it was taken away. Uh, as it is. Yeah. Um, we're so happy to have you guys here. We are very happy to be here. Um, this is going to be such a fun episode. We. What are you laughing about? <laughs> Hopefully it will be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Are you kidding? We have fun just the two of us. Just adding two more Vanix. Are you joking? Literally just adding anybody. We're like, this is the best party ever. And honestly... It's not like I'm a random friend. Like, I know you guys no. so well that it's just like, this feels like another... This is what we did last weekend. We, my, went, we all went out together. <laughs> so, yeah, for anybody listening, my parents are my best friends in the entire world. I hang out with them uh, an embarrassing amount all of the time. I talk to my parents every single day. Yep. So, Alexis knows them very well. They're like your second parents, basically. Yeah. I mean, I've known you for how... M- 15 years. Yeah. So like I've known you guys a long time. We really you'll, you'll we, definitely be coming to my wedding. Well, we really feel bad because sometimes Jacqueline will go, come on with us and we'll go, do you really want us to go? <laughs> Always yes. I know you really want us to go, but do your friends yes. want us to yes. go with you? Dude, there are so many times. You guys that, are the people's parents. Yeah, there are so many times that we have like a girl's day or something, and I'm like, Yeah, come come to Malibu Cafe. Like the girls are going. And my mom's like, um, does anybody else know that you're inviting your parents <laughs> right. to a friend's day? And I was like, they don't care. No one cares. We're adults now. We we could be parents. We're just putting that off for as long as possible. We I'm, could be parents ourselves. Right. Like the Last time when Jacqueline calls us up and goes, come to the boat. Matt, invite us to the boat. And I'm like, 
Did does he? he? Yeah. Does he really yeah. want us to go? You have all these people going. Yes. Why do? Why does anybody but want us it, to go? Wasn't it fun? It was really it was fun. It's so fun. Yeah. He always means it. Matt's like a, you know, a communal boat person. Yeah. yeah. And you guys are a good time. Well, Dad and Matt have a special, special bond. bond. Yes. Well, yeah, I did. As in James Bond. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> no, referring to, right? No. Well, yes and no. But what I will say is that I remember when you guys first got to hang with Matt a little bit. And I think me, May, and Jack had a moment at some point where I'm like, he's a Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, J- like Jared and Matt are Bills. Yeah. And yes. everyone like is looking for their Bill because Bill will, you'll have a great life with a Bill. You'll be, have, be happy ever after with a Bill. Right. Yeah. And they were so excited because like I found my Bill. <laughs> It's true. It that, that means I'm done. You no. Know? Yes. It's true. Everybody is trying to find their Bill Vanek. We gave Matt our stamp of approval. The Bill the Bill Vanek original stamp of approval. <laughs> yes. He's Bill number three now. Yes. He's how dad's it, clone. Dad, how does it feel to be the original Bill? Uh, that's kind of hard to uh, <laughs> comment on. Uh, I mean, compared to what? Right. Uh, you're the, the ori- original. Every- Everybody is looking for their Bill, you know? Yeah. You're well, like the aspirational like family man. Yeah, well, it's it's kind of cool but with yeah. both of you guys, with Jared and Matt. They're both awesome guys, so we, we we love being around them and they're all part of the family. Yeah, look Dad's at that. Dad's gonna start crying. I'm, oh on, I'm on the brink of tears myself. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Frankly, right, I'm right, a big right. sap. Okay, we'll, we'll, uh, we won't be so deep. So. My dad, my dad is like the sappiest person in the entire Worse world. Than tears me? in his eyes. Worse than me. Uh, Honestly, yes. No. No, I'm like, the second my parents, both of you are pretty sappy. I'm like, if you even give him a question about me, my dad will start crying. It's not even a sad question or like a sappy question. He'll right. just start- Do you have a tell? My dad, he is too. My dad's nostrils will start flaring. I'm like, I'm sorry I asked. I'm sorry I said anything. Because he'll be like, he's trying to hold it in because he's yeah. like a man. Yeah. No, my dad's not a, not afraid to shed a tear. Nope, he's not. Nope, <laughs> not, not at all. And neither is Matt. No. Frankly, and that's what makes him a good bill. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so should we get into this episode? Yes. yes. Well, my parents listen to my podcast, so you know how it goes. We're going to start with the dark day, right? Yes. Are you guys ready to hear the dark day for today? Please tell me. Okay, so it's today is September 29th, and in September 29th of 1982, cyanide-laced Tylenol pills killed <gasps> seven people. I remember this. I was going to say, do you guys remember this happening? It was before yes. we were even born. Do you remember it, Dad? Oh, yeah. It was a pretty scary time. Seriously. It was a really scary Were time. Were you a Tylenol user? Yes. Yep. Everybody was, So right? what did you do? Like, throw them away and go for Motrin? Was, you just didn't buy them. Poor yeah. Tylenol. They really took a hit, they huh? They really... <laughs> everybody thought at that time that Tylenol was done, and they were going out of business, and nobody would ever buy it again. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, they underestimate know, the monopolies of this world. Well, do you know who owns Tylenol? It's Johnson, Johnson & Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. So they weren't going anywhere. No. No. <laughs> so, well, well the, the other thing that happened was that that was like the beginning of you know, that ultimate scare. And then that really prompted having to come up with, you know, different packaging, you know, with seals and all this other kind of stuff. Oh yeah. Like tamper proof. Well, that's, that's exactly what it was. Like after all of that happened, they had to completely rethink their packaging and whatever. But should I go through kind of the summary of the story? Yes. Okay. So on September 29th of 1982, Mary Kellerman, she was 12 years old from Elk Grove village, Illinois died after taking a capsule of extra strength Tylenol. Then Adam Janus died in the hospital later that day after ingesting Tylenol, and his brother Stanley and sister-in-law also died later that day from taking the same uh, Tylenol from the same bottle. Within a few days, Mary McFarland, Paula Prince, and Mary Reiner all died by taking Tylenol at the same time. So 
basically what happened is these people were all in like the same Chicago area, but they traced back the bottles of Tylenol and they're made from different facilities. So they're like, it's not anybody from the facilities that is like putting cyanide laced pills in there because they tested the pills and there's like there's cyanide in these. So they basically were like, it's happening after the fact. So people are getting them from the store, buying them, taking them home, putting them back on the shelves. Exactly. Or I don't know if he was doing it in there. They never caught the guy to this day. The person that was doing it was never caught. Wait, I Oh, it wasn't like a family member that was covering up another murder? No. Oh, I thought it dun, was. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Whoa, what story well, are you making up? No, but I, I've actually heard of that. I think I think people tried it way later. It was like de- a decade or so later or something. People tried to be like, oh, I think there was an offshoot crime where well, uh, someone trying to murder their spouse was like, it must have been one of these lace cyanide Tylenol. So they just like poisoned a lot of different people oh. but they really wanted to kill no. their family but they were copycats this is a different thing there was okay. a lot of copycat murders or like copycat people trying to do this like in the later years but this specific thing they never found the culprit of it that's crazy ever and so there was a nationwide recall of Tylenol products that was issued on October 5th of 1982 and there was an estimated 31 million bottles that were in circulation and that had a retail value of over 100 million dollars which is an equivalent of 281 million dollars in 2021 that they had to like pull off the shelves which is fucking crazy that is nuts Johnson and Johnson can afford it yeah I mean <laughs> especially now I mean no it's yeah. just it's just very sad that children were affected in, in three members of a single family like and they never I didn't realize they never caught the culprit. They never, That's, I didn't either. No, I they would, never did. I would die. Like, if that happened to my child and no one ever paid, I don't know how people go on. There was a really interesting uh, series that I think True Crime Garage did about mm-hmm. this that I listened to. And it was kind of going into, like, the psychology of, like, why somebody would do that. I feel like it's kind of the same thing as arson almost in to a create sense. chaos yeah and, and you're you get like off you're that. watching the news and you're seeing what happens and you're not like directly involved with something but you're like seeing how it's affecting people from afar like that's like a sick or it's like when killers will go to the vigils of the people they kill it's like right. this exhibitionism in a very it's like this voyeuristic sort of thing where you like to see people like you like to see the chaos you caused yeah yeah, I mean, it was really like the original uh, terrorist act. You know, yeah, seriously, so it was like you know, was everybody. Mass, it was a mass murder. Well, everybody was just frightened beyond belief. It'd be like, oh my gosh, what what's next? You know, and uh, right. and and it was sort of like looking in the shadows for the next, you know, horrific type of you know poisoning. It was it was crazy times. It really well, was right because there's nothing like safer than opening a bottle of Advil, right? Like yeah. you don't expect to, and then you start to look at other, it's, if it's like, oh, they're just tampering with whatever's on the shelves. These people pick Tylenol, but it could have been any bottle of Advil or any, any bottle of anything. Or food. Back in the day, I mean, was that before they were putting any sort of things on food either? Right. So yeah. everything wasn't sealed up like it was today. So like cereal boxes just had cereal in it without a bag? No, I think it had a bag. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, how? They how? just threw cereal at how you when you bought How, like, how fucking uh, grassroots uh, was you, this? You, no, that back in those days, we used to go to the grocery was, stores and we would take handfuls of cereal out of a put bag. It in our, the cereal in our pocket and walk out. Yeah, exactly. No, but honestly, that's how, you know, those stores that they're opening up where it's like, hey, there's no waste. You like take. You take like yeah. you know sp- yeah. this uh, like, it's like it sprouts. When what you is just like what like is the thing called the a bucket a scooper like yeah. a the ice bucket scooper items yeah bulk items in your own bags. It's like I don't how do I know someone's not gonna put like a, a ninja star in the in the <laughs> cereal that it's scary. I mean it's the same thing with like putting like razor blades in people's apples like yeah or that was apples. What they, that's what they said about bobbing like apples for Halloween. There like was they Halloween yeah. yeah, but I think it was a myth. I don't think it was ever no, true. That was another big scare. Yeah, yeah that was like it's it's a lot of fear mongering it's like a kind of satanic panicky kind of a thing not yeah. like really but Absolutely. like with that kind of 
they're just like it's like a mass scare where this was real i mean obviously like seven people died but it's yeah no but i did listen to a podcast that deconstructed actual times candy's been poisoned in actual time and there was like none they couldn't find any evidence that it was really happening yeah what a spooky the only time it happened a father did it to his own son well, that's usually how to it kill goes. His, to kill yeah. his son. And his son yeah. died. And then that yes. created the panic. Yes. But like, it's never been done by strangers. Because you know what? Strangers don't fucking, they're not going to go buy candy for kids if they want them to die. <laughs> they're going to be like, I'm not home on Halloween. I'm turning off my lights. Well, there was, we live in Mission Viejo. And I remember, I don't even know how many years ago it was, but somebody was putting razor blades and... And Mission Viejo is very safe. It's always like one of the safest cities in the country. Yeah. And but somebody had put in the parks razor blade in the sand. Ooh. Oh, they so actually at, did at, this. Yes. At the bottom at, of uh, sl- the slides. At the bottom oh. of the slide, oh. Bill. Yep. yep. Oh, absolutely. So that was a big, huge scare at one time too. That they were. Did putting... Jacqueline never go on a slide again? <laughs> <laughs> did you know, she? We were always there monitoring uh-huh. everything she did. You <laughs> wouldn't like you like move the sand around and you check the sand first. Dad goes down the slide first <laughs> <laughs> to see if it's safe. Right. Were you ever scared that I was going to get a re- or like some kind of a poison candy for Halloween? I think you might have been. No, not the poison candy because you. You know, we checked your candy. It's not like you were eating like unwrapped candy or anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's an apple from a stranger. <laughs> I think I was a bite taken out of it yeah. already. I think the razor blade thing was when you were a little older, so oh. you weren't like playing going down play. the slide, right? I was like a five year old, right? Interesting. But there that. was a lot of weird kind of stuff like that that happened back then. Yeah. It I was mean, like an I eight. guess a lot of weird stuff happens now too. But so. that was like a special kind of weird. Like, a, like a, it's like it. When was the satanic panic? Was that in the late eighties? Was yeah. it around? Yeah, it was the same kind of weird. I don't know, like spooky eighties. People love hysteria. Yeah, his, yeah. I don't know. It was I think that's back times. too. Well, the hysteria. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> the there's satanic. All- there's all sorts well, of hysterias yeah, right now yeah. yeah, that we just got to all move through together. We're just trying to survive in this world that, at this point. That's right. Okay. Well, I think that that was a great dark day. Yeah. Well, we're going to come back. Well, we're going to come back for on the stand. Usually we connect our dark day to our true crime rewind. But since my parents are here, we're going to do like a special episode of killing time. But until then we have got some bitching to do. Please rise. Court is now in session. All rise. Call the first witness. How do you plead guilty or not guilty? Okay, so welcome to On The Stand. Every week we're bringing a person, place, thing, or an idea to the stand that we're either loving or hating, and then we're going to have a good, healthy discussion and vote if it's guilty or not guilty. And we have four people voting today, which is going to be really interesting. Honestly, this is going to be so good, and I know mine's going to be a winner. Oh, God. Then we're going to bring it to Instagram. You get a vote and see if we like are on par with our ideas or not. And yeah, so do you want to go first since you seem very... Yeah. Okay. Well, just because, again, this isn't like my most divisive topic because I think everyone will agree with me, but I think I want to get it out there. So I went to dinner last night. Okay. And I went with Matt, my boyfriend, and we ordered an order of buffalo cauliflower. Mm -hmm. And they brought it and we had like a big bowl of buffalo cauliflower and like silverware. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where are share plates? (laughs) So like, I... But even though, I mean, we all had, we all had uh, lunch together last weekend. Like I want share plates everywhere. I want so many share plates. I want, even if I can just take, like, I like to cut my shit up and dip it in sauce. And I like to do my own little weird thing. Yeah. I'm like, 
I'm putting share plate. I'm defending share plates as that in that like I think they should just be a staple on a table like silverware. I think there should auto- even if it's just bread. I want a share plate. I want bread on a plate. I want everything on a plate. Okay. I want to take a little butter and like the bread, or I want like a little bite of somebody else's thing. Even if they give me a couple fries, I want yeah. a plate to put it on. I want share plates all the time. You want your own personal space yes. when it comes to your food. Yes. I don't want to eat it like, especially a shared dish where it's like, oh, we have a thing of nachos. Like a pasta. It's like we're all eating off, a, we're eating off a nacho plate. Like I want to bring the nachos onto my own plate and uh, then eat them there. Uh, okay. What do you think, mom? Um, Yes, I agree. <laughs> I like to have a share plate, but then always on your share plate, they're so big. And so you have that giant plate. They and could be smaller. Like, a they could be small dollop of food. Honestly, on it. share plates should be the size of teacup saucers. They They're should. too big. Wow. They're yes. too big. You're right. So like share plates, that's all I want. Like I want my own little fry dipping station. Right. You know, I don't want to use other one people's ketchup. I want like to pour a little ketchup on there so there's no double dipping outside of my realm. I want a saucer size share plate. All the time. Right. We want a miniature share plate. A miniature <laughs> yeah. one because the ones they give you are huge. Too big. They're almost like a dinner plate. And, and then you put a little tiny dollop of food on there. And then you're like sharing four and people on a tiny more, table. And we're and it's more all work for the ki- we're creating more work for the kitchen. Like it's true. We shouldn't need these huge plates. But and then when the, the meals come, there's no room because there's share plates everywhere. We need smaller share plates <laughs> exactly. and we need more of them. More yes. smaller share plates. I need five share plates to myself. Bill? I uh, I have no comment. (laughs) Well, even today we had like breakfast before we came over here. Dad got his own share plate, but then I didn't. So I'm like, we and my parent, anybody that I knew you would agree with me. I knew you all would agree with me. Anybody that especially you may. Anybody that has a meal with me knows that I want to share. There is not a single time that I go to any single meal and I want my own thing. Like I'm gonna have my own chicken piccata. That's literally never happened in the history of Jacqueline. All I want to do is have like a little of a lot of things. Like I love one bite of every single thing. Like I love sharing. You are a little taster. That's all you want is a little taste of every little thing. Well, I still. I mean, my idea for my food truck that I want my one bite food truck is still in the (laughs) making. Like maybe one day I can fund it, but. Uh, we went to breakfast earlier today. Dad got a share plate. I was trying to like get a piece of this goopy egg off of our <laughs> big plate, and I'm like scooping it over to my mouth. It's an over easy egg. You needed a share plate. I needed what? my own share plate, but like it, you know, they, I didn't there ask was for, not, there was none to be seen. To to their defense, I didn't ask for one, but yeah, it was well, very messy. Yeah, and I and I think the problem is like the conventional restaurant approaches like. You know, can I take your it's order? It's not share plates. You know, per, uh, person number one, what is your order? Person number two, what is your order? It's all focused around individualized orders, not, you know, let's have, have that shared experience, which, uh, you know, I, I think we always like that. I, That's I'd why we should all be going to Buca de Beppo no. all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Family style restaurants, I mean, share plates for everyone. Tapas only. Honestly. Tapas only. This and isn't an ad. Buca de Beppo. I haven't been in a long time. I literally have never been there. Well, it's family style. That's my yeah, point. Yeah, and it's Italian. You don't really like Italian that mm. much. She doesn't like pasta. I like pasta. Mm. I've never seen you pasta. Really? I, <laughs> I, mean, I will. Same. I'm like every time I've ever suggested no. pasta in her whole friendship, she's like, I don't like pasta or Mexican food. I'm like, no. I know. No, I will. I just won't be the person that's going to be like, you know what I'm feeling is pasta. Like I'll have a pasta. You'll have a bite. I'll have a bite of somebody else's. I'm pasta. not a pasta person either. It's, it's just not it's my not good. It's not good favorite. for you. I mean, neither is most of the things I eat, but they're more delicious in my own mind. Okay. No, it's good. It's just not something that I pick personally. Vanix? Unless it's guilty a, not us. Oh. or innocent. This is, I mean, a share plate. Not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty as long as it's a small <laughs> share plate. Teacup sh- share plates. Maybe not, that's not our new guilty. business. Not guilty. Okay, Bill, seal of approval. Seal of approval. Okay, I'll go next. Okay. 
Okay, so today I'm putting on the stand uh, matching outfits. With who? Who's matching? Your partner. Oh, no, I love this. (laughs) (laughs) I love this. So recently, Jared and I went to Hawaii a month or two ago, and this company called Palm Tree Crew, they're like, it's Kygo's company that has all these like fun, whatever outfits. They love Kygo. I love Kygo. I'm like so honored that they're sending me free shit, but they partnered with this, um, this bikini brand called salt and stripe. They're making these like palm tree bikinis. They're super, super cute. I've seen those bikinis. They, they're like, do you want one? I was like, yeah. And then I was looking on the website. I was like, Oh my God, they make men's clothing too. (laughs) So I was like, can you send me this thing? My fiance will wear it. Influencer Jared. Yeah. Influencer Jared. (laughs) I love He's the only reason I ever, I ever go viral. Thank you, Jared. But, um, so they sent me it. I didn't tell Jared that I had the matching thing, but I was like, Jared, you should wear this today. So he puts on this pink palm tree outfit. And then all of a sudden I was wearing a different outfit for half the day. And then I changed into it. And I'm like, look what I'm in now. <laughs> what and did he Now think? we're matching. Well, he loves it because I mean, he, he's going to pretend like he doesn't love it, but he loves it. But I thought it was so cute. Oh, so and you're defending. I'm defending oh, a matching outfit with your partner. I think that not all of the time. And this is a very slippery slope because I like when <laughs> very I... Very slippery. I like when <laughs> I do it, but I'm sure a lot of people did not think that was cute. I don't like when other people do it. It's kind of like how I like having my it's, feet massaged. It's self-indulgent. But I, but I don't want to massage anybody it's, else's it's feet. It's self-indulgent. Right. And it's like, it's kitschy and it's, it's novel. So it's like, hey, I'm on vacation. I'm doing this for a novelty. Like... It's self-indulgent and it feels great for you. It's cute, <laughs> but I'm sure everybody else is looking at me being like this fucking idiot. This is I don't a very so. <laughs> 1990s thing. Well, this is why I wanted to bring it up in front of you guys, because I feel like you grew up maybe in when you were having kids that a lot of people were matching their outfits many to their children. No, what, what I'm sure you did, and I, I saw this my whole life. Christmas cards every year were whole families in matching sweaters. And I was that family. Like before my parents (laughs) split up, I was that family too. But we do that now with Jared. (laughs) Well, this is what I said. We do it. Well, because I buy all the outfits and I'm like, you guys have to wear this fucking outfit on Christmas morning because I need it to make me happy. But that that was different though. Well, this is cute. But like we never had a matching outfit. No, 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 no. (laughs) So you guys were definitely not on team matching outfit with your family. We also had a very small family. Obviously it was just me but we and never Pugsley. and Pugsley but we never did a matching outfit no we never did what were your thoughts on it while everybody else was doing it I thought it was Stu- really stupid <laughs> why <laughs> just because it was so back it was then, so like Kmart catalog it, it was so like basic yeah uh basic bitches right 90s 90s and 80s basic bitches are the best but yeah. then when you look kind of look back at the photos now it kind of looks like awesome this. yeah <laughs> <laughs> everything vintage is cool though yeah because it's vintage. It was Everything like when, vintage right. is cool. It's when, just like a, something, like a nostalgic thing. You look yeah. back at these people and you're like, we weren't one of those people, but many, you know, so many Christmas cards you get with all the matching the whole outfits. family. Yeah, with like the nine four. people. And they were always plaid. Yeah. Everybody was wearing matching Or plaid. white. I re- I've seen yes. a lot of white. Like there on a, the like, peach the, photos. like the source family. Yeah. I, I will say that like now, um, like if I'm going somewhere, for example, we all went out last Saturday together, the Vanix and me and my partner. Um, and I got you dressed. Mean Bill and I and you guys. <laughs> and Jack. Oh, and Jared. And Jared. He's a van. Honestly, you know. it's like it's the, the, Vanix, the six best friends that we've ever had. That we've ever had. Like there's never been a more like able group. To, I said, like, we're now part of your friend group. That's right. <laughs> no, you literally are. But the point is, is that I got ready and then I 
Matt was like, what do I wear? Here's my options. And we literally just found the one that looked best with my clothes. Like that was our, yeah. like, how do we look cute? Not that we Cohesive. ever, not that we ever take photos because we always like, we're not the couple, like we're always literally living in the moment. I feel like every no, Matt is taking photos of you because he's a great photographer. And, and if, Jared, if you're listening, you could use a fucking note from Matt. No, he actually <laughs> takes photos of everyone and then sends the album the yes, next day, yeah. which is super nice. But like we match clothes thinking we're going to get a photo and it just doesn't happen. Cause like, I'm not a social media, like yeah. it's not on my brain and he isn't, but like we, we want to be that couple. Yeah. And we want to, I want to be identically dressed. <laughs> Frankly, that's no, a secret. That's I a secret urge. It's not that secret. It, um, it, it like exudes from your being. Obviously that you want that. like I want to belong. <laughs> that's so much Please to ask me. Well, I just want to be part of something important. There is a whole, <laughs> there is also a whole time where people, you were talking about the white, that was the beach photo yes. Christmas. Slash oh so cult. everybody dressed in white and was on the beach in it's Orange like, County. It's like I still <laughs> see those, to be honest. It's I see like, those on Facebook. And it's stuff. like the children of the corn, all blonde, white, white family with their white tops and their jeans. I'm gonna on do the that. Beach. I'm gonna yeah. do that when I'm when I have a kid. Right. Yeah. When we have our children at the same, but time, that was at the, the same time. That was the Christmas photos, and then or else you'd get the Christmas photos where was the dad first, then the mom. Oh, de- and the they were in height succession. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Height, and they all had their matching outfits yeah. And everyone listening has seen these on their fridge growing up. Oh or my God. you're a mom who planned one of these shoots. Oh, yes. Or you're a dad who planned one of these shoots. Yes. Or you're a mom who wants to do one of these shoots this Christmas. And, and you should. Honestly, like that. I think that this is a good lesson from you because you're like, I'm not one of those people. But then you look it's back stupid. on those photos and you're like, they're kind of cute. They're kind of well, cute. I feel now, like, you know what? Indulge in whatever your heart desires. Do the crazy photo shoot. Do the crazy photo like, shoot. Do the one like where you're all in the same Jamie's on Christmas. Mm-hmm. Do yes. the funny. Do a funny one where you're like, "Where's the baby?" And it's like off in a corner and crying. Like do these. I've yeah. seen these funny Christmas cards too, where it's like, "What's Santa bringing?" And there's like a baby in a sack. Yeah. Like, right. on, oh, that's so cute. Right. That's do, really cute. Don't care what anyone thinks. Do your weird photo shoot. Yeah. Do your. Like, they're the best. My okay. niece, she <laughs> does great photo shoots because I mean for for how. Halloween because she does kind of that but it's not they're dressing alike but they're dressing in a theme yeah ah. so like one year like they do the Wizard of Oz and then she's like the we just did a killing time on that she yeah she's like the witch and, yeah no they always yeah. do like a they're right, all different characters from like yeah. the same movie kind of a thing well one, one other thing I want to add in it's kind of interesting though like when you were growing up right I took probably 10,000 conventional photographs right so, th- so those <laughs> yes. are on, on film. more than that and plus all the video, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, now the, the thing, I, I don't know what made me go off on this tan- tangent, the thing that I, I find kind of disheartening is that now those memories, right, are captured digitally, which is great. But is be- it? But because everybody can take so many, right, they don't they're disposable. Yeah. And they, yeah, don't, they, they don't really think about it. And it's like, you know, when I, when I would take photographs, right, because I was a big photo buff and back in the day I did all my own you know, development, I did my black and white processing, I did my own printing, both color, black and white, and everything else. You know, there was a lot of thought, a lot of time went into it, and they, they became much more, at least in my mind, much more valuable. And the thing I think is disheartening nowadays is that, you know, people, you know, it's kind of disposable. It's like, oh, I, I took 40 pictures, yeah. and I'll, I'll just use one, and I'll use it on Instagram, and then it'll scroll by, you know, for a split second and then, you know, never be seen again. But Bill, and I think we just found you're on the stand if you were str- still struggling. Cause it's like, <laughs> there should be one film camera, even a cheap one in every house. I think that's a great like thing for people with families and stuff 
to capture memories because I think you're right. I think people are so much more deliberate with film. Yeah, or 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 yeah. even even just there, there's something I don't know for me. There's something just kind of magical about a photograph that's either you know been nicely printed and is in a frame or in a photo book or something like oh, that. Yeah. yeah, because when you look on your phone, you know you're just scrolling right past and it's like you know. You, your your mind hasn't even taken the time to absorb anything, you know, even the motion behind it. Just photos come and go oh, so easy goes, now. Right. Well, I mean, think about the. This is very special to you too, because the way that you would think about a photo, it's like you take a photo, you take the one photo in your analog camera, and you are taking so much time to develop it in the dark room, and then you're thinking about my dad like frames his own photos. He's like putting them on a mat and like all this. Like you're taking so much time for this one image. Whereas now I took 500 photos to try to get a good bikini photo when I was in Hawaii. And then I don't even fucking look at them and I might forget to even post it on Instagram because yeah. it's like, it's such like a blip in the radar and it's such a passing it's throwaway thing. Mm-hmm. and it's throwaway. Like where photos used to mean something back well, in the day. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, because I was so into it, uh, there was sort of a, a learned kind of concept of you know, photography of like composition and everything else. And like uh, when I first started doing photography, which was in college, it, you know, I was doing black and white. And so you really put a lot of thought in as a photographer back then. It's like, okay, I'm framing whatever I'm taking a picture of. I have to kind of transpose the composition, which is in true color, to, in your mind, black and white. Because is this going to look good when it's mm-hmm. in black and white? It's going to look horrible. You know, yeah. So yeah. you're focused on composition and contrast, not color. And, and things like that. And so like you really thought about when you took that photograph... Because also you didn't instantaneously see what it was going to look like. We and, also have so many, and, pi- like so many pictures to take. Right, like the well, film, film is yeah. finite. Oh you yeah, know? and it was expensive, and, and yeah. you, you couldn't take, you know, you couldn't take a uh, hundred photos or whatever, and then instantaneously look at them and go, oh, I, I got one good one out of a mm-hmm. hundred, which you can now. Which I mean, which is cool, but uh, also the thing which is again is is kind of disheartening. It is very very disposable, and and you know I. I I kind of see that, like, you know, people may have, you know, 10,000 photographs, you know, you know, in, in the cloud or whatever. It's like, well, cool. You know, ha- yeah. have you really taken time to take a look at them and, yeah. and really appreciate them? So anyway. Totally. Well, I think that you found you're on the stand accidentally. And not that guilty. Is, that film is, is film in the home. Film, analog cameras are not guilty. Jared and I took, well, not Jared and I, I bought like a really cheap Kodak pink camera was like 25 bucks i don't know if i've talked about this on the podcast i've seen it on instagram i bought it on amazon and i was like i'm gonna take this film camera to hawaii for that exact reason because i'm like you're gonna be deliberate with the pictures that you're gonna take no i took it to france sorry you're gonna be deliberate with the pictures that you're gonna take like it's you got to think of a good moment right so it's like is this moment worth one of my 24 pictures because this film costs 35 dollars yeah and then it costs 30 dollars to get it yeah it's 70 bucks to develop like 30 pictures, which is crazy. Crazy. And you don't even know if they're going to be developed or not. Or good. Like, or good. But like, I think that that's like really important because it's like you're putting so much more care into the moments that you're capturing rather than like taking a million pictures for Instagram. Well, the photos mean more. They do. That's why pol- people love Polaroids, even though they're big and cumbersome. It's like people love a Polaroid because it's so authentic well it's just funny like the full There's circle no that we've made in our lives in our lifetime gonna, i think well, i, I think say it's guilty because oh no you know <laughs> <laughs> yes when dad <laughs> used to take the pictures it would take forever and i was always <laughs> so happy when you were born jacqueline because sh- it shifted the from, from you to me <laughs> to having to take the pictures <laughs> 
to you being in the picture. And you were just a little baby Wait, worm. Did, and you could just you sit not, there for the pictures as long as he needed. Did right. you not like being his muse? No. You uh-huh. didn't? No. Because it took forever. <gasps> but the pictures, dude, the Listen, pictures. Listen, we keep talking about Bill's precision. He yeah. doesn't mess around this Bill Vanek. No. I don't know. It literally <laughs> took forever. No, I don't know if you've seen the pictures <sighs> that my dad took of my mom probably before no, I was I, born. I, yeah. They're fucking gorgeous. Great. Yeah. But they took forever. forever. <laughs> but you don't look back on those being like, wow. Look, look how at, hot I am. And like, just like, it's like a work of art. Like yeah. my dad really is truly one of the most creative and artistic people I've ever known in my entire life. Like those pictures are they're Beautiful. literally a work of art. I mean, I like looking at him now, but it was like very, very <laughs> she, her, like, Each one took hours. Her oh patience is low. No, I am not the most <laughs> patient person. Move no. on, move on. Take well, let's break. let's honestly, I think we can all agree. Yeah. You say guilty, but we all say not guilty. Not so guilty. Sorry, May. Not guilty. <laughs> Wait, so May, do you have it on the stand? I do. And I know nobody is going to agree with me. Except I love for this. maybe Bill. But we love a divisive. But probably nobody like out there, nobody in the first degree listening. They to might. Okay. okay. My um, on the stand is using a towel more than <laughs> one time. Oh, okay. 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 That is my first degree. I only on the, use on the, the time. And on the yes, a first degree also. For the first degree. <laughs> I only use a, t- a towel one time Gosh. for one thing. Okay. So in the morning, I get a new face towel. Okay. And when I put up my makeup and stuff, I use that. But I also use paper towels because the same thing with you. I love paper towels. When dolls. I put maker, makeup on and I have to wash my hands, I'm not going to put that on the actual well, towel. Well, we, we were talking about this before we actually started recording. Right. So Alexis exactly. was talking about how I waste paper towels like nothing else because I'll like every phase of my makeup routine, I'm like... I can't put on my blush if my hands are covered with foundation. So I like wash my hands between like every layer. No. And we, I with also. With paper towels because I don't want it on my towels either. I also use a lot of paper towels and so do my parents. And I'm going to make a caveat here that I'm done being gaslit into thinking that I am the problem <laughs> for our environmental problems when these corporations are the ones and Carly Jenner and Taylor Swift private jets. taking their fucking private jets. I will not be shamed for my paper, paper towel usage. And the fact that I don't want to use a fucking paper straw. Anyways, continue. Okay. (laughs) So it's not only just the face towels. I'm talking about whole body bath towels too. She does not. I do not reuse the towel. I would, I wish. So I'm going to say I'm with you. There's nothing like a fresh towel. And literally when I was putting the hand towel in the bathroom, I wanted you to see me take it out of the cabinet. (laughs) I was like, May, you see what I'm doing? I'm putting a fresh hand towel in here. Because I realized there, I went there to wash my hands and I was like, there's no hand towel in here. And May was in here. And then I was like, like, that's why she was using paper towels. Mom, she would have used a paper towel anyways. But I'm just saying, I clocked you and I was like, I like a fresh towel too, too. I will say since living in Hollywood, my next place where me and Matt are moving into, it will be the first time I have a washer and dryer. Right. That unit. makes it a lot easier. And, well, and yeah. Jack does, has a washer and dryer in unit, but I don't have a washer and dryer. So like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty generous with my tally. But okay. So unfortunately, you know, Wait, I'm going to also okay. preface this with my parents are germaphobes. germaphobes. We are. They were germaphobes before COVID. COVID, yes. I think, feel like has exacerbated your germaphobia. Yes. So this is, you are those type of people to, there's a little bit of an OCD thing there with germs. Is, there is. And I, you know what? It started really when I went to college and I took four years of microbiology. <laughs> so, you know, during that class, like, you have bacteria to. Bacteria. Right. Everywhere. You, cultures. You have, to, yeah. you have to test different things. Like we test the doorknobs. We test Paramecium's elevator buttons water. and all this stuff. 
Well, imagine now testing your phone with all the shit that's on your phone. So you're disgusted. Like literal shit. You're disgusted feces. 99% of the time. Like you just see things constantly that you're like, there's so many cultures on that. It's so <laughs> gross. So we would like, you know, you'd put the swab on the um, algar and it would grow and you'd see like, you know, salmonella is on there, E. coli is on there, all this stuff's on there. So like when you're wiping your face, <laughs> you're wiping your towel. butt. Well, that's a whole different thing. But if just you, even wiping you, your face, you're wiping like all the dead skin cells. You're wiping, you know, any mites you have in your face. Anything is on there. Pus, maybe from a <gasps> pimple, is going on their towel. And then people are actually reusing that towel over and over. again on their face. Where, what's your stance on pillowcases? Uh, it's kind of the same thing. You got to wash up pillowcases a lot? Yeah, but not as much as the towel. The Mom. towel is you're really like wiping your face with it. How disgusted are you that sometimes I wipe my face off with Jared's towel? That is disgusting. <laughs> that is so You gross. are repugnant, if, Jacqueline. But here's the thing. That okay. makes me want to puke. Well, She's nauseated. But here's the thing. It's the same thing as you. You don't have a washer dryer in your unit. But you do. I, no, no, I have no space. So the amount of towels that we have are very limited. We maybe have five towels total. <gasps> oh, my. There are two May people. May is going to have a conniption. There are two people that live in our apartment. So That's why God invented paper towels. I can't wipe my body off of <laughs> we need after a body, the shower with a honestly, paper towel. This okay. is us rallying no. for body-sized paper towels. I. This is us rallying for body. Oh, my God. That's such a good hey, invention. We, it is a great Wait, invention. That's a fucking genius invention. Honestly holy shit maybe we should cut this out of the podcast Trademark. yeah um, Pat- patent pending no but like we only i don't have room you know you know i have no room in my apartment so we only have x amount of towels there's two people two people living there unless i am doing laundry for towels every single day and you know i'm busy i can't have a new towel every day when i wash my body in the that's, shower that's why you have somebody like dad who does laundry 24 <laughs> 7 well honestly <laughs> but here's another thing my dad is a little obsessed with doing laundry he is obsessed <laughs> wait with it. but i have a solution no, no wait a second i have to, uh, <laughs> I, have I have to defend myself on that so all the time may will well throughout you know may, well, how long we've we been married in what 78 years uh she would always go are you doing laundry again? It'd be like, uh, yeah, duh, because you go through three towels every single day, and if I don't do oh. laundry like every other day, there's going to be a pile of laundry that's going to like literally go from the ground up to so the ceiling. So maybe you're not obsessed with doing laundry. Maybe May is. You're no, he is. They're, no, they he both. Is you, with it's that. the germ obsession with the laundry obsession. You feed into you each other. You guys are a perfect little con- perfect little <laughs> situation. Wait, but I have a solution to the to the paper towel body okay. size paper towel puppy pads. <laughs> a clean puppy pad is like a human sized paper doll. Oh, you're not just, wrong. Just rebrand it. And it's or those perfect. things at the doctor's office they pull down yeah, to, yeah, to like cover sheets. to cover the thing. They just need to be like a little thicker. You know, bounty, if you're listening, like an extra, I'll license this idea to you. This is honestly genius. I know. Okay. But, well well, okay. So when you use <laughs> the you use a bath towel, okay. So you use it. Sure. You're white. You're maybe you're doing your hair. So you dry your hair off with that. You're drying your face off with that. Then you're drying your body. I have a specific like order I go in to dry myself face off. to bottom, well, top yeah. to bottom, based on germs that might be lurking. Face with hair that face hair should go last. I think no. Not face. You don't want your hair on your I, head. I think, no, you but don't. But hair, want. but has its own oils and stuff that you don't like. No, hair is I clean always do f- and your scalp face is clean. Face first. 
hair. Do you do hair, face? Hair. <laughs> no, I body, heard I heard then. hair should never go before face because oh, no. there's oils in your hair. Yeah. No. So face, hair, do, then wait, body. You do hair before face? I do my hair. <gasps> See, I think face first. No, face? no, I do my face first and yes. then my hair. Oh, yeah. yeah. Then body. Face, hair. Then my body. Then my, you know, then my legs. <laughs> and, and then beyond the nether regions. The, uh, the nether regions. And then my feet are last. I don't dry my feet. My feet are neglected. No, I don't dry my okay, feet. Okay, so after I'll, you've I'll done all that <laughs> and you are actually drying your butt off, you're drying your crotch off, you're really going to go back the next day and now use that towel on your well, face again? Unfortunately, if I haven't had time to do laundry, I have no... No, actually, no, I'll be on... Ew. No. I when I her don't and Jared have, are very close. Ew. No, when I do not have time to do laundry to get a clean towel, I do wipe my face off with paper towels, but I will reuse my body towel on my body. All right, I got to jump in. Okay, Here, here's here's an idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go refill no, my drink. Hold on a second. Here's an idea, right? A new product idea. What? Two different tones on towels. So then when you're drying yourself off, it's on the, say, the white side, right? And then you can use the... The you know, dark side. The dark side the, the next regions. day. Well, they do or, have or that for, for makeup. the next day. For the next day. Okay, so here is a study from Time Magazine that they did an article about, like, five years ago. They said, after about two days, if you dry your face on a hand towel, you're probably getting more E. coli, which is from poop, yeah. On your face than if you stuck your head in a toilet and flushed it. Well, is that because your face towel is sitting in the bathroom? It's because it's sitting in the bathroom. Getting The poop. bathroom is like moist and wet, you know, generally. But it's less from wiping your face twice and it's more from ha- living in the bathroom. No. Well, not unless you completely dry it and bleach it. Then, then maybe the bacteria comes off. But <laughs> okay. They said that, you know, things can also, you can also get MRSA from, which is a staph infection, Mm -hmm. from towels sitting there, like, breeding all this bacteria. Okay, so I think the lesson that we've learned is try to wash your towels as much as you can within reason of your constraints. One time use. One time use. Other than that, (laughs) I'm not going to wipe my face with a towel that wiped my butt the previous day that is a that is a podcast quote right there sorry i love it okay (laughs) gotta put that on a t-shirt okay so single use towels you're saying not guilty not guilty what dad not guilty (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna say not guilty if i could do it I'm going to say if you have the resources, um, I think that's everyone's dream. I once heard Britney Spears only wore a pair of underwear once. And I'm like, yeah, I think I'm not sure, but I think that's (laughs) was the implication. Um, I think everyone wants like a warm, a towel warmer cabinet where they only use it once before, you know, I think that's the dream. In this old Hollywood apartment, um, I've been using like ass towels probably, which is not great, but that's my choice. Ass, fa- ass to face. Ass no, to face. Oh my God. No, no, so no, no, have no, you, no. if you've been using no. Jared's after he's home from a long day at tour, Jacqueline, <laughs> what do you think? I'm alone in this? Oh, we got to finish this section. Anyways. Um, okay. I will never use the not ass guilt- to face not towel. Guil- <laughs> not guilty. Not guilty. Not guilty. Okay. Well, um, we have gone so, so over. So instead of doing our true crime rewind, we're going to go straight into the worsty, the worsty firsties. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? 
Get ready for a quadruple judgment, my friends. Oh, my God. Or a glass half full response. You never know. On to the first one. Hi, this is my worsty Percy. This is something that eats at me all the time. So I was a hairdresser for 10 years after having, um, before having my children. And it was right after I graduated from high school. I went to a vocational school. So I was only 18 when I started. And I worked at a very nice salon. Um, but it wasn't like a nice enough salon to put you through a training program before putting you on the floor. So I was just all in. But I loved my job. However, one of my first haircuts, um, I guess it was one of my first, like, shorter, like, cute little pixie haircut, just to, you know, give it that little fringy look, and I cut a hole in the back of her head. Like, there was no hair in an entire hole in the back of her head. It was so bad. I didn't know what to do. I didn't say anything about it. I did not turn her around so that she could see what her hair looked like. I was hoping that none of my coworkers saw it. And I sent this woman out the door. She paid me for her haircut, tipped me, and I sent her out the door with a freaking hole in the back of her head. And she had dark hair and you could see that shit. Anyways, I often think about that woman I'm so glad I do not remember what her face looks like because I live in a smallish town and I'm sure I have ran into her since then. Um, anyways, that's it. Now that I got it off my chest, I've never said it to anyone. Poor woman. Thanks. I. So I'm going to start by saying, Oh my God. I'm going to go glass half full with you before we go to the dark place. Okay. Maybe no one told her. You didn't, <laughs> your coworkers didn't. Like maybe she's a single gal. Maybe like her coworkers aren't her friends. Like maybe no one told her and she never knew. So if you've run around town and run into her, if she doesn't seem angry, like maybe she's not. Maybe she doesn't know. This is I I love that you called in because I always wonder about this when you see TikToks or Instagram posts of people with like the most botched haircuts and dye jobs and like horrible honestly, it happened to me once. And you're just like, who was the person that did this? And I'm like, you were. You. And this is how you felt. So I feel like I have an insider's knowledge into the mind of the person that fucked up And the they haircut. don't feel good. No, they don't feel good. And she's like, this is why every time I get my hair done and I look into this, the science it takes somebody, especially with dye, I'm like, dude, I don't envy your job because this is a very hands-on job. So many things could go wrong. And hair is such an important part of everybody's life. Like, it really means a, a lot. A lot of pressure. And, and you can fuck up so easily. So, like, I would never want that pressure upon myself. So this is, I guess, the telltale story of when it goes wrong. How did this woman never go back to tell her? How did she not be here? Well, this head. must have been like before internet mobs because you would have Maybe. had like a, a Yelp storm ring down on you if it was a time of Yelp. But I would say if I were you, you're a better person than me. Like I'm a Slytherin. I would have like darkened that spot with some dye. I would have darkened <laughs> that spot with a Sharpie. Head. I would have like filled it in be like, no one's going to know. And if, if I can pull this off for the day tomorrow, they'll think they did it. Yeah. They'll think it was something else like a, like a Lyme's disease or, a ta- oh, or, or like, you know, a stress thing. Like you just got to get him through a couple of days and it'll never fall back on you. But like, I know that's a horrible thing to say, but like, 
slither in mind it's like yeah. loophole finder yeah the customer is probably a huff and puff yeah honestly a huff and puff is what customers unhappy customers are though they're huff and they're puff and puffing yeah. my well, dad has something to say as a, a he really is dying as a bald man <laughs> there was an, a show called the hr puff and stuff so that's what i was thinking of. <laughs> okay Dad. Puff and so, stuff. So we got to make that a thing. Puff and stuff. Puff and stuff. So she missed the opportunity. She could have tried to get herself out of it because she could have done something like, I'm sure initially when when she, she, like, she sliced, sliced the hair back here. No, no, no. She could have done something like, like you uh, should see okay, a doctor. quickly think <laughs> and go. Uh, why not do something like, oh my God, there's a rat, right, or whatever, and then you know, and then have oh. the good lady stand up and then like hold what you know whatever that razor was to her head and go, oh my a gosh, rat. I can't believe that happened, and, and it's like, oh, not my fault. Wow, that yeah. is that is creative. But then you're throwing the the salon under the bus with a rat infestation, and then, and then honestly, there's probably like a video, and then it like shows your whole thing, and then you're in trouble. In modern times, yes, but it sounds like this was before that. So yeah. whatever it is, you feel bad about it, and that's good. I I just love this inside knowledge. I just can't believe the customer never came back. I know. That is crazy. I'm I'm shook. I love that for her because she is a woman who just takes it in stride. Yes. We're going to just leave you all with the Costanza stanza, which I'm sorry. It's another clip. I was so immersed in the Vanix (laughs) that my poetic uh, creative vision just didn't come together. So we're going to leave you with a Costanza. We love the clips. Bye, everyone. Welcome back. (gasps) Quick for a... uh, Catered affair. I don't know what you mean. You ditched me. That's twice. Now I demand to know what's going on. George, we've had it with you. <laughs> Understand? We love you like a son. But even parents have limits. The breakups, the firings, and every Sunday with the calls. <laughs> what my wife is trying to say is this is supposed to be our time. I'm not following. I'm sorry, George. We're cutting you loose. You're cutting me loose? Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to make love to your mother. 